It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. This is a Rocker Room production. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Michael, the Hebrew Hammer Brown, coming to you live on the Locker Room app here on a beautiful Saturday evening in Houston, Texas, on day number one of NBA Playoffs 2021. I am one of the co-hosts for SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take podcast, and I'm here with part two of our NBA Playoff Breakdown, we did the Western Conference uh, the other night, and tonight we are here live on the Locker Room app discussing all things the Eastern Conference this evening. Uh, We did have our first Eastern Conference playoff game in the books earlier where uh, Milwaukee squeaked by the uh, Miami Heat 109-107 to on a game-winning shot that was I will call it downright spectacular by uh, Chris Middleton. Giannis did have a good game, 26 points, 18 rebounds, and I believe he had four assists as well. And currently we are watching the Brooklyn Nets taking on the Boston Celtics, and they are currently up by 5.76 to 71. Um, So I would say a decent place to start is probably at the top of the bracket when you look at the Philadelphia 76ers and the uh, Washington Wizards. This is actually a really interesting matchup uh, to me for a multitude of uh, reasons. You do have the Philadelphia 76ers as the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. And the first thing you have to ask yourself 
about this Philadelphia team is do you honestly believe that this team has enough to make it to the NBA finals? First of all, the answer to that question is yes. I believe that this team is more than capable of getting to the NBA finals. Will they make it to the NBA finals? I don't know. Um, I believe that this first round matchup with the Washington Wizards, this series should last about five games. Uh, I think Washington, you got to give all the credit in the world uh, to Russell Westbrook and um, Bradley Beal for carrying that team. And, And yet again, this is another example of the Houston Rockets organization getting completely uh, taken advantage of, I would say, by another team. John Wall was a guy who was there forever and could never get it done with Bradley Beal. They trade Wall for a guy like Russell Westbrook, and what does John Wall do? John Wall comes to Houston, plays once every 17 games, and does nothing. And Russell Westbrook plays damn near every single game and takes his team to the playoffs. And I give, you know, I give I give uh, Russell Westbrook all the credit in the world. And it looks like we've got my man Zach Allen coming on to the show. If you guys are listening to the show, feel free to hop on to us to talk all things Eastern Conference. Zach, how are you, my man? I'm doing good. How you doing? Can you hear me, bro? I can hear you absolutely perfectly. Yeah, let me get my earphones. I'll be right back. I'm going to get my earphones. No worries. Um, so we'll continue to, to look at this Philadelphia uh, Washington uh, matchup. I mean, Philadelphia is, is loaded top to bottom. The The main question with Philadelphia is, can Embiid get it done in the playoffs? Um, I, I'm a big fan of Joel Embiid, and as soon as Zach comes back on, I want to ask him about uh, his opinion on, you know, the, the, the trio that Philadelphia has now in uh, – Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, and Joel Embiid, and yeah. how th- how that's going to look. So it sounds like Zach is back. Zach, we're going to start at the top here with Philadelphia. Uh, my question to all of the audience is, you know, what are your thoughts on a on a trio of of Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, and Ben Simmons? Uh, man, I mean, that's a great question. Man. Honestly, I mean, it's up in the air. Like this year's playoffs is ridiculous. I mean, it can go any other, it can go any other way depending on Brooklyn. But right now, I think Philly, Joel B breaks so many mismatches when it comes for when when it goes against Brooklyn, when it goes against um, I even say another team like Milwaukee maybe. But it, do you have to look at scenarios of those teams because I mean they, they can easily go to the finals. It's just how hard can Doc Rivers push the street? Tobias Harris, can you make his shot? Can Ben Simmons play great defense on a guy like James Harden, Kevin Durant? Hit, does he have the 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 you know the, is he in shape just to guard those three like for forty minutes of the game, and then you got then you have like uh you have John B, he's having a great season, I mean he's always been I don't say iffy in the playoffs, but this year he's he's been different so it's gonna be uh, a great look to see how he handles this this new playoff pressure, can he outstand the Brooklyn three, I mean he should easily. No, beat he, he should easily beat the Wizards uh, in the five. Are you are you a Rockets fan? I mean, I, I see that uh, you know you you work for you know ESPN ninety seven five here in the city. But are you a are you a Rockets fan? Uh, I am. Uh, okay. I try to keep that a secret because I don't want I don't want people thinking like oh like keep a fan. So sure, no, why, no, no. like yeah. you're a fan of the team. You're a fan of the organization. Yeah. Are you are you from Houston? Oh, I'm from. Texas, so it's like, I okay, out. I got you. So my biggest question with with Philadelphia, as you know, here this is this is a first for for Harden or excuse me, the train take, uh, where we're doing like a Eastern Conference and Western Conference breakdown. But I always want to try and you know kick it back to Houston if I can. The biggest question to me when it comes to Philadelphia is, and I've said that now three times, but the third biggest question is, are you rooting for Daryl Morey to win a championship? <laughs> Because I mean, uh, because to me, like, he's gone, and I, for lack of a better term, I don't give a damn. Like, he's no longer a part of the Rockets organization. Like, you go to Philly. Um, with Harden, it's a little bit different. But I've heard that question proposed, like, 
the Rockets are now out of the, you know, the champion, you know, out of the playoff picture. Are you rooting for Daryl Morey and company to win a title? I'm like, I don't care. Um, but what are your thoughts there? Should Rockets fans care about Daryl Morey and his uh, path to a championship? I mean, I don't really pay no mind to it. I mean, my biggest, my my eyes were set on Ben Simmons, John Bean, Tobias Harris, yep. and Doc Rivers, and see how they would do. I mean, yeah, Daryl okay. Morey is in Philly. That's cool. I understand why he left. I understand. You know, I, I, if, I just, if I'm rooting for somebody, I root for James or for Daryl. Because, okay. I mean, he's he's in the front office. So, I mean, but it's 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 a it's a great look, what you said. Like, are you rooting for Daryl Morey? I mean, me personally, like I said, I, I have not paid no mind to it. <laughs> the, uh, no, that, that's fair. And we're, we're going to rapid fire because i got a bunch of stuff I want to get through with you while you're here on the show. Um, true or false, the Rockets got completely obliterated in the Russell Westbrook for John Wall trade. Yeah, it, uh, you know it's funny. It it looks like it looked like we won the trade at first because West Westbrook was going through so many injuries. Yep. Uh, the Wizards were not very good in the beginning of the season. It was looking like Westbrook was washed. It was so many different scenarios going on with that team, and then I don't know where Christian Wood goes out, and then we go to shit. I mean, excuse my language, yeah. but we did work. No, we're it's not. Hey, it's real. It's nine thirty <laughs> on a on a thunderous. Rainy night here in Houston. You talk, you talk however you want to talk here on the Dream Kick. Got you, man. But, but yeah, yeah, it's it, it, it's bad, man. Like I, I look at it, I look at a guy like Russell Westbrook, and I I had blinders on as a Rockets fan when it came to James Harden. Like James Harden was my guy. Mm-hmm. I defended him at the water cooler, at the sports bar, at Macy's, at Target. Like it didn't matter. Like somebody's if I overhear somebody dogging James Harden, I'm like, oh, dude, like that's you know he still shows up. He can go to the strip club anytime he wants, but he's still going to show up. He's still going to come out and ball. Um, but Russell Westbrook, I feel like in him were just such a bad pairing, and I would have loved to have seen Russell Westbrook with this team, you know. But because I feel like the front office has done this roster absolutely no favors whatsoever, but. We're going to get to that in a few. Moving to the next matchup, which is the Knicks and the Hawks. The Knicks and the Hawks, to me, is going to be the best matchup in the Eastern Conference, period. End of story. The 4-5 matchup. I love this matchup in so many different levels. Are you and I on the same page? This is your most intriguing matchup in the Eastern Conference between Philly-Washington, Knicks-Hawks, Bucks-Miami, Brooklyn-Boston. Dude, it's my second. I, it's my second. Okay. It's right behind Miami. It's right behind Miami and Washington. And I want to see how that series is going to turn out. But I think my, my that's like my second favorite series. And, everybody, and everybody's been going, they've been flip-flopping. Like, it's like Atlanta and six, New York and six, Atlanta and seven, New York and seven. I'm saying New York and six because Thibodeau is a great coach. And, I, I mean, Atlanta, Ooh. man, yeah, I got I got them in six. Because I say this because, like, Thibodeau is a world. He, he coached these guys pretty well. I mean, they've got, like, Julius Randle has been playing out of his mind. But, I mean, I don't, I don't know what a Hawks are at in, in, in internal ratio, but I wish I could look at that. But I feel like it, it's like they're both, both teams are young. It's like who can, who can, who can lessen their turnovers in, in, in huge, in huge moments? Will it Randall's, be, yeah. Rand- Randall's, Randall's a star. Randall, yeah. Julius Randall, I called it four years ago as a Rockets fan that Julius mm-hmm. Randall needed to become a Rocket because yeah. he's a star. He, the dude's a star. Like, He's he's playing in in the perfect situation for him, and it's it's such a shame to see that the Knicks are never going to win a title. Like his talents are being wasted in New York. He's never going to do anything in New York. Yeah, they're a nice story this year. I have it written down on my pre-show notes that the Knicks are the Cinderella. I, I will call it the Cinderella story of the NBA this year, um, because yeah. of, everybody thought they were going to suck. I mean, here they are sitting as. Uh, what are they, the four seed? Are they the four? Yeah, they're the four seed in the East. I think the East is weak top to bottom. I don't think it's nearly as good as the West. But, yeah. you know, the, the Knicks are a fun story. I still think Julius Randle needs to go to a better organization because he'll never win a title there. Uh, I have Hawks in six because I think the Hawks are immensely talented. If everybody's playing up, you know they have seven guys that average double-digit points per game. They share the ball. They've got size with Capella and Collins. They They've got Trey Young in the backcourt. They've got Kevin Herter. Um, they've got uh, Danilo Gallinari. You've got uh, Cam Reddish. You've got Lou Williams. 
Like that, that team can play. That team can flat out play. And I love Nate McMillan. Nate, Nate McMillan, I think, is a star. Uh, so I got Hawks in six. I look forward to that series. Though. That's going to be a, a fun series. That yeah. Those two teams are going to run, and they're going to keep it interesting. They are. They are. And I, I'm shocked to hear you say that. Bro. I was so against Julius Randle coming becoming a Rocket, and I was like, damn, maybe maybe he wouldn't look good in that red and white. I think I think we should have sent Westbrook to New York. But uh, uh well, but, what's his I mean, name? It's like losing who? Capella. It's like losing Capella. The the Rockets' downfall started with the trade of Chris Paul, which I agreed with at the time, but people don't understand the ramifications of that trade. You acquire Russell Westbrook, you had to trade Capella because the only way Westbrook could play was without an interior presence to open up the court for Westbrook. You then had to trade Capella. Then you traded Covington. Like, it's terrible. Like, it's it's shameful the way that this – roster has been managed but Clay Capella would have been the perfect guy to have with a guy like Christian Wood because Christian Wood's a guy who wants to play you know for some reason 45 feet away from the basket you know half of the time and Capella is that that rim stopper that you need so I that's why I like it I like Atlanta a lot in this series I like Atlanta in six I think they've got uh advantages all over the the mm-hmm. court you look at Knicks you look at the Knicks I love Randall but then you've got a bunch of dudes like Derrick Rose has been there, done that. But Derrick Rose has never played in an NBA Finals. You got R.J. Barrett. You've got uh, Alec Burks. You have the the point guard quickly. You got Reggie Bullock, and you have Alfred Payton. Those are the guys who average double digit points for the Knicks. If you're the Hawks, which of those guys honestly puts a, a fear of God into you? Possession in, possession out for five or six games. When it comes to put, when it comes to the bench of the uh, of the Knicks. Yeah. Uh, well, I no. Mean, I'm just. Dude. I'm just asking of the guys, the bench or the starters. I mean, dude, Julius Randle does, man. <laughs> no, but that's what. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Outside of Julius Randle, and if you're the Hawks, I mean, John Collins has not played better than Julius Randle this year. But John Collins is the guy who averages 19 and, and nine a game. So if you can yeah. get 15 plus and seven plus from Collins night in and night out you're downgrading the impact that Randall's going to have on each of these games. And you're going to have to get points of production from somewhere else. And there's nobody outside of him that puts the fear of God into me. You know what I mean? Like if you're playing the Bucks, if you slow down Giannis, you still got to deal with Chris Middleton. The Knicks don't have that secondary guy yet. Uh, I think RJ Barrett could be that guy, but I don't think he's there yet. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. I mean, it's gonna be interesting. It's like I want to see how Thibodeau coaches these guys up. I feel like, bro, I feel like they're gonna pull up because I think the the Knicks are like one of the top five defenses in the league. So they're gonna throw a lot of bodies at Trey Young outside the perimeter, bro. So he's gonna go through a lot of traps and stuff. But then you have Will Williams, of course, who can get buckets. Yep. And you are right about that. And John Collins is not afraid to shoot the ball. He's shooting like he's shooting the three ball at over thirty seven percent. So a guy who can catch and shoot pretty well, picking more guys, seventy two percent top. 72.7 percentile in that area. But uh, I, I just – it's going to be interesting. I don't know. I, I just believe in the Knicks because I love the story, bro. I just feel like that crowd in, a, in, in New York is going to boost them. And I feel like they have so much behind them, right? And I feel like – I just got the Knicks in six, six bro. Like, I just see them okay. because they play, oh, they, they play so well. That's fair. I mean, we're, we're going to stay in contact throughout the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. we'll move on to the, the, the Bucks in Miami. Which I thought earlier today, 109 to 107, the Heat ended up losing that game to, to Milwaukee. I thought that was, it was a great game. I mean, I caught a, a majority of the game. Well played, mm-hmm. well coached. My, I mean, my first question to you about this series is Giannis has the most to gain. He has the most pressure on him in this playoffs, don't you agree? Him and Hart. Yeah. Like, I feel like yeah. it's one and one A, however you want to look at it. Like Giannis just signed his massive mega deal in Milwaukee, which I think was a mistake. Um, I like what Milwaukee has. I'm not a believer in Milwaukee. I, I think that Miami's so damn tough. I mean, I give yeah. I give Eric Spolstra is a top 20 coach of all time in my eyes. I think the guy can just flat out coach. Um, and I love what he's done with that team. And that, that series is going to go six or seven games, but 
you know, what are your thoughts on pressure on Giannis? Where do you see this series going? Uh, I've got Milwaukee in seven. I think it's going to take seven games to beat uh, Jimmy, Bam, Dragic, and company. Yeah, man. I think didn't 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 Miami beat Milwaukee last year in the bubble? They did. The, well, Milwaukee, Milwaukee waxed that ass last year in the bubble. They did not beat. They destroyed Milwaukee, and that was when Milwaukee was the number one seed. And that's when Giannis, I believe, in the second to last game, faked an ankle injury. And yes, that's what I'm going to do. Is I'm going to say he was faking an ankle injury because after the game, he was seen in the locker room, putting weight on his ankle. I played basketball for 13 years of my life. What is rule number one, Zach, that if you have an ankle injury, what is the number one rule with an ankle? Stay off your ankle. Mm-hmm. Stay off your – and he, you could see it. It's documented. He's standing there with a smile on his face. His team just got their ass kicked, and he's standing there with a smile on his face with weight on his ankle. You can't sit here and tell me that, you know, I know he's this media darling. I get it. He gets so much love for a dude that has never done one thing of true team significance in the league. He's never played in an Eastern Conference Finals. He's never been to a Finals, and he's won a. An wait, wait, wait. He has, he has, yeah, he's no, been, he has, yeah, yeah. He played in one Eastern Conference Finals. Sorry, yeah, he played in yeah. one Eastern Conference Finals, uh, but did mm-hmm. not make an NBA Finals. You're right. One Eastern Conference Finals, won an MVP in a year that should have gone to James Harden. So, like, I get it. Great basketball player, but I don't understand the love that he gets. But what are your thoughts on this series? Dude, man, that's – I mean, Miami and Milwaukee, it can go either it can go either way. But I do, like, I do like Milwaukee's chances. I do like them in seven. But if, I feel like if Jimmy Butler comes out and gets a better opposite performance. But the, the, the goal is for Milwaukee is, is just to catch Jimmy Butler slipping off, offensively. If you can – if you can some way – you know, lessen his offensive ability in his play. Because, bro, so far in the puff, I've seen a lot of great defense. And right, right now, it's Boston Celtics and Brooklyn Nets game. is defense. Like, it's weird. Like, I've been seeing defense since the play-in, which is weird. Like, everybody in the NBA was throwing up 150 points. Now it's like 110, 111. And the, that, defense, that defense, like Peter Tucker, he had a good defense series on Jimmy Butler pretty well. And so, I mean, you have a bunch of defense stoppers from Milwaukee. Uh, yep. but I, 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 I like the fact that Johnny tried to get elbow jump before, before halftime off the dribble, which was pretty cool to see his, um, it's kind of cool to see that his form and his shooting is starting to improve, but I, I like Milwaukee so far, odd reason, but because it's because of Drew Holiday, but I mean, this is where Drew Holiday gets his money. He got signed for a max deal and make a deal like, like, like you, like you emphasize the other time. Like when you get paid on 150, 150, million for four or five years, but you got to show out. Like, Drew Holiday has to show out. Like, if Giannis, like, Chris Middleton made a great shot. But, I mean, when it comes to scoring, like, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton got to be there. Definitely Drew because he got that huge-ass deal. Like, yeah. you got to show up. Like, you got to show up. Like, I mean, yeah, Giannis is – Giannis is. I think Giannis is having a great year silently. But, um, I mean, I think I think Giannis uh, does, have, does have a lot of pressure on him. But it's not as much pressure as James because – I mean, it's it's different if he went to another team, but I mean, they gave him they gave they gave him everything. You got Drew Holiday at the one, you got Chris Smith at the two, you got Tucker to come off the bench to play some defense, you got you at the at at the, the four and three, you got Brooke Lopez at the five. I mean, you got the, you got the, yeah yeah you gotta you gotta give credit to the ownership there too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. here in the city, I mean, I have been nothing less than uh, disgusted at the way that Fertitta has run this organization since taking over. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you've gone from a perennial contender, which, good for the Rockets at the time, because the Rockets were the only organization that had the balls to go after the Warriors. They were the only team. They were the only team that just didn't sit back and say, okay, well, the Warriors, you're our daddy, and, and that's it. Like, they, they, <laughs> they, 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 they I mean, it's, it's for real, though. Like, the only team... Yeah. In that four-year stretch that made it to the Western Conference Finals to play against the Warriors were the, the Trailblazers, and they they get swept, and it wasn't even close. You know that was a joke. Without that, KD too. Yeah, I mean without KD, I mean that, it, it's awful. Um, no, I'm with. You. I think we're on the same page here. This is the series I want to get to, which is Brooklyn and Boston, because there's a ton of questions surrounding this series as a whole. 
Um, but before mm-hmm. we get to that, I have two questions. I have a question for you. What's mm-hmm. worse, guy at the stadium who wears a dress shirt, like a full-blown button-down dress shirt and does the collar all the way to the top and then wears a jersey over it? Or guy who wears the jersey but no undershirt at all? Because both, both of those guys are awful. I just don't know which one is more awful. So you're saying basically the guy with the jersey with the dress shirt? If that's the case, he's coming from work. <laughs> and the other no, guy... But, yeah, like... Okay, yeah, the guy who's at work, he's probably a lawyer, an investment banker, whatever he's doing, and he just throws the jersey on. I hate that look. It just – you can't wear a jersey with, with dockers. Like, it just doesn't work. I feel like it, it's not a match made in heaven, you know? Yeah, I mean, I stopped wearing jerseys the game a long time ago. I just don't feel like, you know – I mean, okay. jerseys the game is cool, but uh, jerseys with the guy with the shirt. You say guy with the guy with the with no shirt on underneath and yeah, wearing dress but- pants? Well, no, the, the the alternate guy is just wearing, like, a jersey, and he doesn't have, like, an undershirt or, like, a wife beater or anything. It's just, like, jersey, and the side of his nipples are hanging out. You know, like, that guy oh, is just terrible. Okay. Yeah, that's nasty, bro. You got yeah, okay. to put a you, you, you know on. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like, yeah, well, I, I pictured it. both of those guys at the game, and it just, it's awful. Um, yeah, I pictured okay. it. Brooklyn and Boston, a lot of questions here, right? I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. This is something that I don't feel like a nut. What are your feelings about Brad Stevens as an NBA coach? Uh, to, 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 uh man, but he's a great coach, X and O's, just like Silas. But I think his time in Boston's coming up, man. It, it, yep. It's coming. It's coming to end. It's sad, sadly. I mean, he's been there for uh, a minute. Uh, how long has he been there? For eight, for eight, ten seasons. He's been there for a long time, man. Yeah, he's so been there since. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking it up now, and he – I dude, there, so you and I are on the same page, right? Like, he's been there since 2013. Yeah, he's done a good uh, job, though. I mean, has he? I mean, he's been at two Eastern Conference Finals. He's the, 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 the thing that sucked the most, he had to play against LeBron. <laughs> That's the worst. That's fair. No, uh, it's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but it's like, if you're going to tell me that somebody has done a great job as a coach – if you've been there since thirteen, you got to make at least one finals. That's I mean, to do that's a great oh, yeah. job. That's great. A good. He's not, I think he's a very. I think he's a great coach. I think he's a good NBA coach. I think he needs to go back to college. That's where I feel like Brad Stevens belongs. I don't feel like he has enough intestinal fortitude to lead an organization to the promised land. Oh, yeah, he's a nice guy. Uh, I do want to see Brad Stevens in the NBA, but somebody, somebody told me a long time ago, why would he turn down that money from Indiana, like $70 million contract from Indiana? I mean, shoot, I probably thought about taking it too because I thought his time in Boston was coming up soon, but I think Brad Stevens, he belongs in the NBA. I, I just think, man, like, he's been to the Eastern Conference Final with, with Isaiah Thomas, right? And then he went to, surprisingly, went to the Eastern Conference Finals where Ricky Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Kyrie Irving goes out early in the season. He has no, like, Gordon Hayward. Uh, I mean, dude goes in with, like, with, with just, like, fresh role players and rookies. And he does uh, a, a great job. For but, sure. Like I said, this, this year's been tough, man. Like, I mean, Jalen Brown, I mean, this year you actually could let him go because you went 30, you went 36, 36 with a team you're underachieved with, which you had last year, right? Tanner Brown and Vin Tatum, they both become all-stars this year. So how in the hell are you not a third right. seed or a fourth seed and have and you're 36 and 36? That's not a record for you. I, I, honestly, I see maybe uh, a team in the Eastern Conference, like probably like uh, the Wizards made not, not even the Wizards. I feel like this time is up too. This time is coming up soon. But I think after this year, which is going to be a sweep, it's, it's a wrap for Brad Stevens. And they need more of a, a, of, of a man – a yep. guy that is just not scared to get into the first place. I mean, Brad Stevens, they, I think they listen to Brad Stevens, but I just don't think, I mean, it's not working. It's like, why would I keep, why would I have a guy around and we still have one that? It's almost 10 years, we still haven't won anything yet. So, right. I, well, that's I think why, it's, yeah. That, that was my point, is that I think the, the, the notion around Stevens is that Stevens has done a great job in Boston. And I'm, and I sit here and I say, I mean, no. 
just like D'Antoni. I, I, I wouldn't say D'Antoni did a great job in Houston. I think D'Antoni did a good did, job. I think he did a good yeah. job. I think he did a really yeah. solid job. Um, you know, I think he was given a, a really good roster, but I also think he was hamstrung by the front office. Like the Rockets, I feel like never went 100% full bore ahead, spend what it takes to win a championship. And I yeah. feel like the collection of players in Boston, something is off. Like something is missing. They could have used a guy like an Andre Drummond. Because up front, I like Robert Williams out of Texas A&M. I think Robert Williams has done a nice job. But they need that, that second piece. Uh, yeah. You know, or, or I would say that auxiliary big man. Let me move to Brooklyn. Number one, is Brooklyn not the most easy team to just hate in the league? Like they, 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 have, they have it all. They have, they have the all-time hate team, I feel like. You know, it's funny. I can't. I don't hate Brooklyn. I don't. I don't know. I like Brooklyn. It's like it's weird because it's like it reminds you to go and say Warriors, but it's like I hated Golden State, bro. Oh, I hated them. I hated them. Well, passion. well, well. It reminds you of Golden <laughs> State because Kevin Durant is gravy training in Brooklyn just like he did in Golden State, where it's pretty apparent that he can't do it without you know two other fellow superstars. It's embarrassing. You know what? It's it's ruining the game of basketball. It, it's not. It's not a shock to me that the numbers are down as far as they are because all these guys just want to get, you know, buddy up and play with each other, and it's ruining the game. That's how, it, I, that's yeah. how I see Kevin Durant. I think Kevin Durant's legacy is forever tarnished. That, it I, is. Do, you, do you agree with that or no? I, I agree because it shows you that you it's – like, it's, like it's, it's like a guy that says, hey, bro, I, it's a guy that thinks he's a fighter, for example, right? Like yep. this guy talks all the noise. He's like, yo, I can beat you up. And we're like, okay, all right. What's up? The meetup? They meet up with us exactly. like a man. And, but but he, won't. he shows up. He shows up, though. But what's security? <laughs> it's like you just yeah. talk all this mess and you, you brought security. <laughs> so well, it's like, it, it's like you want to beef yeah. with Michael Rappaport on Twitter. You want to use all of these, you know, these profiles, you know, to, to go at fans and go at all these different people. I'm like, dude, just focus on yourself. But then you move on to Kyrie Irving, and, and Kyrie Irving's uh, disgruntlements with media and, and fans is well-documented. You move on to James Harden, who, you know, spends every other day in the strip club, which there's nothing wrong with, but it rubs some fans the wrong way. You've got a guy like Blake Griffin, who, you know, wants to date all the Kardashians and do all these different things. And it's just like, it's a team, they have a first-year head coach in Steve Nash. I like Steve Nash. I loved him as a player, but as a coach... Uh, verdict is out it's just it's an easy team to hate in my opinion and this team it's it's championship or bust if they even if they make it to the finals and lose it's a disappointment am i off there or do you think that's accurate it's the truth man i i I really do want to lebron james when get another nba finals but i don't know what's gonna happen this year because you know i I think they i think the Lakers can beat this team I just gotta see how they look in the playoffs. You know how you know how Lakers looked last year in the bubble when they were looking a little shaky. Yeah, they didn't look, they didn't look the same in the previous season. Uh, they were like, like I said, they, they just they were shaky. You know what I mean? But then you no, know, they lose a game to, to Portland and they get on fire and they go. Then they lose a game. Then they, then they lose a game to. Uh, uh, yeah, they, they get up and go. They can get up and go. Yeah, so I want to say I want to do, do the same philosophy they did last year in the bubble. And so they look like that. I mean, Brooklyn's in trouble. I think the Suns are going to beat the Lakers. I, I said it on my what? Show. No, yeah, yeah. So I don't see it happening. So here's the thing, right? And, and and we've talked, you know, enough Eastern Conference here here on the show. I want to get you know some of Zach's opinions here on the Rockets. And uh, this is a, a beautiful surprise for for the Dream State getting you here on the show. Uh, Thank you, man. You know, you look at the backcourt for Phoenix will destroy the Lakers. Uh, the, the, oh, who man. who would the but who would the Lakers – I mean, who are you going to put on, on Paul and who are you going to put on, on Booker? You're going to oh, put yeah. Pope? You're going to put Pope on Booker? Good oh. luck. Because Booker will roast. Dude, I like Alex Caruso. I like Alex Caruso. Oh, oh, here we go with Alex Caruso. <laughs> well, no, I mean, last year, you know, I, I made it onto Reddit. I'm going to send you the link because I Alex Caruso is so average. And he's oh, – he probably is. But come well, on, I mean, man. He's, a, he's, he's a good defender. He's the epitome of if he's on your team, you love him, and if he's not, you just you can't stand his ass. 
Like I, I cannot stand oh. Alex Caruso. And <laughs> really? I lost it one yeah, after he scored sixteen points on the Rockets, like on this very on these very airwaves. I was like, you know what, this guy sucks. And like it's embarrassing. And then they got all these I mean look, by league average, he's an average player. He's not a great he's not a good player in the league. He's a decent he is player. A good player. I mean, if you oh not see him play A now, you're not still playing A&M, bro. He was hella good, I, bro. Like, look, oh let, me be honest, let me be honest with you. I, I avoid Texas A&M basketball about it. That's much why. Much. I can see why. It makes sense now. It makes well, sense now. Well, I mean, I, I grew up in a University of Texas household. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. like, he, but he wasn't a great player at A&M. Okay, his thing, you know who you know who he reminds me of? He reminds who? me a lot of he's better defensively, but he reminds me a lot of Matthew Dellavedova. Like when Matthew Dellavedova ah. was, was when Dellavedova and I hate when people do this when you know when you take a white dude and you compare him to another white dude, <laughs> but it's like it's just the type of comparison that pops into my head. That really well when Dellavedova was with the Cavs, you remember like everybody was like, oh look at Matthew Dellavedova, like Matthew Dellavedova this, Matthew Dellavedova that, and then he got legitimate uh, uh, money to go to. Where did he go? He went somewhere. I think it's still in the Eastern Conference. Was it Milwaukee? I think I think it was, yeah. I think it was Milwaukee. It was Milwaukee. He got like oh yeah, it was Milwaukee. Years, three years, twelve million dollars, and everybody saw what Matthew Dellavedova really was, which was a <laughs> less than average NBA player. If Alex Caruso, let me let me let me tell you this: if Alex Caruso signed with the Rockets tomorrow, I would think it was a pretty good signing just because of the type of player that he is. But he wouldn't live up to the money. He the only the only reason why he's the player that he is. Is because he's playing with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. I don't believe in Caruso at all, and I think Booker or Paul will roast him in that series. Now, the other part of that series to me is is the front court for the Lakers, which will okay. you've got you've got you got Drummond to play against Aiton, and you're going to have to you know Crowder's going to have to cover LeBron, and then you're going to mm-hmm. put Mikael Bridges on on Davis. But I think I think the Suns are going to surprise people. I think they're going to beat the Lakers. hundred percent. I don't see it happening, bro. I don't see it happening. I, I got Lakers in five, bro. I'm sorry. Oh, it's I got Lakers in five. I got I got and Suns. In, I got Suns in six. If they okay, if, if you say if, if if the if the Suns win another game, it's a steal, bro. It's a steal. No way. It's a steal. It's a steal. Not with, like, not you with win that, one, not with two games. You win one game. It's a steal. Well, not with like, that team. Monty Williams is, has done a heck of a job. He is. He does. He does, but I guess, dude, you, I always tell folks this. You never, ever, ever in your life, you do never, ever doubt Tom Brady and you never doubt LeBron James. Those are probably the two oh, best wow. athletes in America right now. So let me ask you a question. You mean the LeBron James that's lost, what, six times in NBA Finals? You mean that LeBron He has four James? rings, though, bro, four rings. He has four well, rings last year. Don't, don't bring out the rings argument, though, because I'll bring out that Robert Ory has more rings than Michael Jordan. Congrats. You have, but, you have rings. That's great. So what do you have? So, so what do you have LeBron James in your all-time? Like, all-time. Like, this is going to explain. All-time? What is he your all-time? Yeah, what is your all-time list? Uh, third. Third? Okay. That's, that's almost Jordan, fair, but he's number, Jordan, he's, he's Jordan, number two Jordan. in my opinion. Well, Jordan is one, and, and Magic Johnson is two. Really? Okay, that's unique. Yeah. All right, all right. You know, it's your top five. It's your top five. Well, here's the thing, but here's the thing, though. Here's my thing about LeBron. And LeBron... He's won four championships, and how many of those championships did he need not one, but two other superstars? He needed two other superstars when he was in Philadelphia, or in, uh, in Miami, in Boston and Wade. He needed, but, yeah. he needed Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving. And okay, Kevin needed, Love's not a superstar, bro. Kevin Love is not a superstar. If you're gonna, if you're gonna, wait, if you're going to get Matthew Dell over hell, give Kevin Love hell. Come on, man. I mean, you Kevin mean Love the, You mean one of the greatest pure rebounders ever and a guy? Who could guarantee no. you at least? Okay, by NBA standards, he is Scoring. a. He's an okay. First of, he's an All Star level. Play, let's call it an All Star level player. He yeah, was, but okay, one so year. LeBron, so LeBron has outside of last year. Last year was the first year that he was able to win a championship with less than two fellow All Star players. Yeah. So that's my problem. With LeBron, and the other problem I have with LeBron is the fact the news that comes out today. There's different rules for LeBron than there is for everybody else. I'm glad we're talking about this. That's hilarious to me, bro. That's it's not hilarious. hilarious. I mean, it's, I mean, it's true. It's a, it, it's 100 true. Which like, is a, look, I don't have a problem with it as long as the league is very clear with what is happening in their league. 
the, the NBA ever, has a bigger problem than LeBron James. But but every team LeBron's played on, look, it's a difference, bro. Every team LeBron's played on is is beatable. He's lost six NBA finals, right? Yeah, he's beatable. He's like I feel like the Rockets would have beat him uh, at least. They would definitely would smoke him in 2018. They were, they were gonna give him a six game ass whooping, bro. It was six game ass whooping. It wouldn't have gone six. It would have gone five. No way. five. I, I would have given LeBron six. It's LeBron James, bro. Like because that like, team was awesome. James Harden. That team was awesome. But it's LeBron, though, man. It's LeBron, though, man. Like you don't ever, like I said, you don't ever doubt LeBron. Like LeBron would have got two. Like he would have got two games. And um, but, but I'll doubt uh, LeBron. I will doubt LeBron. Like, I will. Really? He's a fa- look. He's a fantastic player. He's a top five player of all time. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind. But he wins it last year. I give I give him all the credit in the world for what he did last year. But you and I both know that it was a modified championship last year because of extenuating circumstances with COVID. It's a legitimate mm-hmm. title. It's still legitimate. I'm not I'm not gonna be take away the title guy, but it's an it's a title where in a regular season, would that still have happened? Probably, but you just don't know. So that's why I, I just I think he's he's nearing the finish line. That's how I see it. I don't I think Phoenix is the better team top to bottom. I really do. The Nets, I mean, I I, I don't know why I want to see LeBron beat the Nets, bro. Because if he beats the Nets, he yeah, has to quick. be number one. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right, real quick, sorry. So we, we have a we have a listener, Brian, who says Michael is tripping. Uh, so Brian, if, if, uh, oh, here we go. I was about to say, if you'd like to come on and speak, we'd love to have you on. Brian, you're now on a uh, the episode of uh, the Dream Shakes, the Dream Take. What would you like to discuss tonight? Right on, right on, man. I just joined up, so I'm not sure where we're at, but I hear that we're discussing Western Conference playoff analysis at this point. Am I right? Well, we 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 spent a good 35 to 40 minutes on the the Eastern Conference uh, segment, and we didn't know that uh, Zach would be joining the the show tonight. He's uh, you know, he's making a name here in Houston, uh, the Houston, you know, uh, radio and, and, you know, podcasting game. So we had him on. So we're just talking a little Western Conference playoffs. So what would you right – anything is, anything is on the table for you, my man. Gotcha. No, yeah, I heard you talking about LeBron, man, a little bit. Yep. And, uh, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, you said he was your number three, like, overall, historically, right? Yes, sir. Okay. And uh, the dude's been to ten – 10 championships and he's won four right yeah i like him so, already <laughs> so let, less than 50 percent, yes sir okay okay you're right you're right you're right but i mean mike how no. many did he win how many did he go to uh he's won four and he's lost six other ones no mike jordan oh michael jordan he was six for six okay okay so how can you hold it against lebron the fact that he went to four more already and he's not done like, because, how many times did Mike lose in the first or second round? And I that mean, makes him look better? No, it's... That doesn't it, make sense to me. Well, the, to me, it's that anytime he got there, he finished the job. And it's a personal... I'll be, I'll be honest with you. It's a personal thing about with LeBron. I can't stand LeBron James. I'm not a LeBron James fan. I think he's the biggest hypocrite in professional sports. I think that... He, at this point, is much more interested in making movies and being a political activist than he is being a member of the Los Angeles Lakers. But as a player, I'm still putting him third all time just because of what he does on the court. He's the the freakiest athlete to ever play the game of basketball. But by basketball skills, it's Jordan and then Magic Johnson for me. I don't know about Magic at two. Magic is top five. I'll give you that. But two's two's a tough sell. He's good, though. Yeah, I mean, no. Yeah. If you're in the top, if you're in the top five, you're great. Like, like well, let, right, let, right. Let, well, you know what I'm saying. We're no, talking I top five. We're talking top five for sure. And but you're also talking to me. Anytime you start talking about who's in your top five, there's there's not a list. Like you can't say this guy's number one for me. This guy's number two for me. And this guy's number like there's not a universal list. So it, it's all subjective. Yeah. But for me, anytime somebody wants to bring out rings. Rings goes out the window because Robert Ory has more rings. We talked about this earlier in the show before you joined, that Robert Ory has more rings than Michael Jordan, right? Like, it, well, that's a classic argument, yeah. I mean, Bill Russell, right? Is he number one all-time? No. Number one all-time in rings? Yes. You know what I mean? Players, Same yeah, stuff. Ru- Russell is incredible. Sure. I, I just think this year, you look at this Lakers team, 
they're the scariest seven seed in the history of the NBA playoffs. We're all sure, three of us are have on the to same, they're, we're all on the same page. But I do think that they, that team just struggled to beat, you know, Stephanie and the Warriors in a play in the game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, struggled to beat a, that team. We haven't even talked about the fact that, you know, we have a guy in the MVP discussion for the first time in 30 years, his team didn't even make the playoffs. Okay. And we'll get to that in a few minutes. But yeah, that's what that's where I'm at with LeBron. I think LeBron. I think they go out in the first round. I think LeBron's done playing basketball in the next two years. I think he's got two years left, and then he's going to be done. You said two, two years. After this year, he'll be in the league for two more years. I got four years. I got four years. Bro. I don't. I don't. Four years, bro. I don't Jordan play because he, he wants to play the four years so he can pass everybody up and scoring. I don't know about passing. Nobody's not going to catch John Stockton. It's impossible. But he wants. He wants to be number one in scoring, bro. Definitely do, number one. Do both of y'all think that that is his number one goal at this point? Is to be be. to beat Jordan. I mean, to beat be. Jordan six titles. I mean, dude. I mean, I would love to see that happen, bro. But it, it's more realistic for him to win five. And I think this is his last year to win a championship. I mean, honestly, this is the last year. Like, he's so, got Zach, his did, last year. Do you put LeBron over Michael Jordan? I felt like if he beats the if he beats his Nets team, he will be. Okay. All right. All right. So, so LeBron is definitely legacy over anything else, right? That's what he's concerned about. That's why we have the movies, him building schools, all that stuff, right? He's chasing Jordan, no doubt. Chasing Jordan. Uh, this is his last season as like the guy to win a championship. I, 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 I find it unlikely, but it's possible that he goes to another team in these next two, three years. And he's not the guy anymore, and he accepts that role, and he wins another ring, maybe even two. You think it's LeBron unlikely. James is going to go to another team and accept not being the guy? I think he's. Uh, I think he's uh, obviously the ego, right? It plays a part, but I think he, he's he's also realistic enough to realize that his body, you know, is breaking down. Like this year, more than any other year, he's feeling his age, and. Right. It, I, I think I think I think I think his number one thing is chasing that Jordan ring legacy, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised, man. I would not be surprised. I think it's unlikely. I wouldn't rule it out. Brian, there's a better chance that Halle Berry shows up at my parents' door tonight in nothing but a trench coat <laughs> with a steak dinner for me, and wants to watch ESPN highlights at two o'clock in the morning. Then LeBron going to a team and not accepting being the guy. His ego's too big. There's nothing wrong with that. It's like, I think I think a guy that's willing to do that is more like a James Harden who realized that he can't get it done as the number one guy. That's what he did. James Harden is just like Kevin Durant. They can't do it by themselves. They can't even do it with one fellow superstar. They need a second. That's the only way that they're going to win titles. That's why, do you, do you, Zach, let me ask you a question. Brian, let me ask you this. Was Kevin Durant going to Golden State the weakest move in the history of the NBA? Hell yeah. Hell yes, Thank it you. was. Thank you. There, there's only one right answer. It's a rhetorical question. Brian, are, do you agree with that statement or no? Oh, of course, dude. Golden State okay. knocked out the Thunder the year exactly. before. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's all you need to know. Oklahoma City had him down 3-1. Yeah. And then he jumps ship yeah. and he goes there. And then he goes to, to, the, to Brooklyn and does what he does there. I don't fault Brooklyn in this. Like, I don't hate Brooklyn. I hate the players on Brooklyn. I think there's a difference. I much more respect a team like the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm pulling for the 76ers in the East because I think the 76ers did it right. They built their team the right way. They sucked, and they get the number one pick. And then they get a guy like Ben Simmons, and you sign a guy like uh, Tobias Harris. Then you get a guy like uh, Seth Curry. They're doing it the right way. Like, I'm looking at Kevin Durant now on the sidelines. Like, I hate Kevin Durant. The, the sight of his face just makes me want to turn the TV off. Like, that's what Kevin Durant has done <laughs> for basketball. The, the game of basketball, okay, I'll ask this, and I want each of you guys to answer this question. The NBA has never had a group of superstars that is more weak-minded and not selfish, but weak-minded and soft than the superstar group that they have right now as a whole. So you're saying the past or today's? You saying the past I'm, no, I'm talking about the, the the group of superstars today, and take everything yeah. into account. The fact that 
they sit out. Kawhi Leonard has to be has to sit out games. The fact that Durant does can't play a full season. The fact that uh, uh, John Wall is is missed the vast majority of the last couple of years. This year, not so much because of injury, but because he had to sit out for load management. The fact that these guys feel like they have to team up. Like I feel like this is the softest generation of NBA superstars in the history of the league. It, it could be. It's possible. I mean, I do miss the old days when you grow up and you, you, know, you got a guy, got a guy, got a guy like Kobe Bryant playing with a broken pinky. Yep. <laughs> Isaiah Thomas running running on a broken ankle. Yeah. I mean, you had guys playing with broken noses. I mean, bruised up, and they gave everything they had. Today's situation has got to be you got to sit out. I mean, but I mean, I mean, it, it's just I don't know. But I think today's I think today's game, in my opinion, is probably the funnest. To ever watch basketball because scoring is at an all time high. Like everybody can score the ball at, at the five, and that, not just from the five, but from the perimeter. We didn't have big men shooting three pointers back in the days when we were growing Whoa. up in the two thousands. Like, I mean, they were, Whoa. but they weren't that many. Arvidas Sabonis, Vlade Divac, uh, yeah. Chris Webber. So don't don't forget about those guys. Before I address no, no, what you said, before I address what you said, Zach. Uh, Brian, what are your thoughts? Do you agree with that sentiment or no? I mean, like softest, obviously players nowadays, right, with load management and all that, it, it's a different game. Where back in the day, you're just a pussy if you, you know, sit out a game for something <laughs> stupid like a broken nose. But that's, that's just like a that's just like a cultural thing. You know what I mean? Like that's just not the NBA. That's just like everything. Like baseball, football, whatever. They didn't give a fuck. But besides that, what I want to say, what I want to say about it is that I don't know how you can hold it against a player as far as legacy goes and rings go. I don't know how you can hold it against them, whether or not the talent surrounding them was acquired by free agency or draft. Like at that point, that's up to the front office. That's up to the GM. That's up to the coach. Like those old timey Celtics and Lakers teams, they were stacked because they drafted really well, and they were drafting much better than every other team in the NBA, and they were developing their talent. And that doesn't have a whole lot to do with any individual player per se. But if a, if a, if a team is able to acquire talent through free agency, I think it's unfair to hold that against any individual player's legacy just because they weren't drafted, they were signed as a free agent. You know what I mean? I hold it against the player if it was, their, if it was of their own free will and accord. Like I sure, sure. I mean, like, fact. like KD, like KD signing with Golden State. That's him, him. Yeah. going to a team, sure. But I mean, Steph, he was already on Golden State. He was homegrown. Clay, homegrown. KD comes to them. Clay. No, right. Well, I, don't I mean, hold it against them. I hold it against KD individually. I don't hold it against Clay and Steph. Are are in the record? Steph is the greatest pure shooter to ever play the game of basketball. Reggie Miller is a close second. For me, but but Steph is number one. I don't hold it against Steph. I don't hold it against the Warriors organization. If Kevin Durant says I'm going to come sign there, of course you're going to take him. But I hold it against Kevin Durant individually for making that conscious decision to say I'm going to go play for this team, even though they just knocked my ass out when I had them down three one and I couldn't get it done with Russell Westbrook. And that that's fair on your part, but you do realize. There's plenty of people out there who do hold it against Steph that those titles came as a result of KD <laughs> coming over. You know what well, I mean? People, and, well, and whether or not you hold it against them individually, it's it's still one of those things that when it comes time to rank them in the all-time grades, it, it's going to be one of the things that's talked about, regardless of whether or not you agree or disagree. Well, but he also won a title with Draymond and with Clay before Durant got there. So it's not like he was, and he was obviously a key part of that team. He was also the first ever unanimous MVP of the league. The guy is a bona fide star, <laughs> but you're also seeing what he does. He had a great year this year, great numbers wise. Who gives a damn? Who cares? He had a great year. He couldn't get his team to the playoffs. You couldn't get your team past Memphis. Like, and you still have talent, and it goes against him. If they had James Weissman and then they had Clay Thompson, they would have been a higher seed, and they never would have been in that playoff in that playing game but it still is not a great look that you couldn't even beat that team i mean really and and so and so that's the perfect example of 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 holding you know individual players decisions against his legacy and things like that i mean steph 
best pure shooter of all time. I agree, no doubt about it. Easy. I mean, he couldn't he couldn't get them in the playoffs this year. Oh, yeah. It's, so yeah. what does that say about Steph? You said he won one before KD, but he won one before. Well, KD. he also had he also had Clay Thompson. He also had Draymond Green. He also. That's an yeah, He had I a think lot of opinion, help on that team. Ahead, in my Steph. opinion. In my opinion, dude, I think all of Steph Curry's championships are deserved asterisk. They all do. They all Ooh. do because Ooh. they all do. Oh, that's hot. That's a hot. Oh, I like it. Okay. Explain. Yeah, I, I think – I think because in my opinion, bro, like, honestly, man, like, he would never won the first one if Kevin Love or Kyrie Irving were, were both out, right? Because we've seen what happened the second year. They put down 3-1. Yeah. Then they came back and they won. But – I think I think it was the momentum. That's why they were down three one. But that year, I think LeBron would have had back to back. Then would have had his third one if Kevin Durant never came back. And then uh, just to, just the thing about that one, I don't even think they would have been. I don't know if they would have made the NBA finals. Well, they probably would have. They probably would have made the NBA finals. Who knows? But then I think because LeBron was still being Cleveland right now. Honestly, he was still being Cleveland. So would Kyrie Irving because they'd be a dynasty right now because they would have. Like at least three or four championships in Cleveland. I, I, I don't think Kyrie was going to stay, no matter what. Mm. And he, Kyrie, and he'd have left. But Kyrie, Kyrie is is a, is a is a wild card. Like no one knows what that dude is thinking, what he's doing. Like he doesn't even know. He's in a good situation in Brooklyn. I think Brooklyn wins it all. Ultimately, I think Brooklyn has too much for anybody to play with. And I think I think there's a real shot James Harden ends up coming back to Houston. I yeah, I do. I, I do. I think he might. I think he. I think they might get him one. He'll come back next season. Try to come back. And, and the thing is, I hate the the way he left Houston was a travesty. Like he acted, he acted like a like a baby back bitch for for lack of a better term. He acted like a baby back bitch. Right. He threw a temper tantrum, and the and the the organization gave in again because there's not too many organizations in professional sports. Whether it's the NBA, MLB, you know, whatever that will stand up to athletes anymore. No, honestly, that's that's worse than what KD did. It's worse than what KD did. No, no, yes. it's not. No, it's yes. not. Yes, it's absolutely. A- a- not. At least KD was a free agent. Harden forced a trade. He didn't. For, he didn't force a trade though. He no. See that that's where the the disconnect is. He didn't force anything because the organization gave into a trade request how do you you can't force a trade he's under contract for two years you can't force a trade if you're under contract for two years i i understand why james harden did it though i i, I thought michael i was at the same way but i was so i, do. I, I, I was I, I was with it but i understood it so i mean yeah i understood but it's one of the worst on, trades yeah it's one of the yeah. worst five trades in nba history for the rockets it is it is it's awful I mean, that, Brian, do you agree with that with that statement? It's one of the five worst trades in the history of basketball. Well, that's what I'm saying. It is a terrible trade. So I don't know how you can say he didn't influence that in any way and force it if that was the result of it. You know what I mean? He influenced like, it. Clearly, he gave them an ultimatum. Who cares? But it doesn't matter, though. Who gives a damn? Then you know what? The, it's the same thing with Deshaun Watson right now with the Texans. He said, no, no, it's not. It's absolutely it's, the same. It's, it's absolutely the, it's absolutely the same. How is it different? Give me one I, example I, of how it's different. Well, no, I mean, there's there's allegations here that that's kind of no, okay. a little different. Put those aside, right? At the time that both guys requested the trade, it was yeah. I want I want out of your organization, and the Texans didn't move on it when he they had three months to trade him before the allegations came out, and they didn't do it. Why? Because they're smart. They say, you're under contract for four more years, dude. It's no different than what the Rockets had with, with Harden. Two guys, both in their prime, both under contract, both disgruntled with the organization. One team is handling it the right way before the allegations, and one team didn't. The Rockets panicked. They panicked, trade, traded James Harden. And it is going to impact the organization for the next 10 years. For sure, for sure, for sure. Uh the, the difference is, besides the allegations, obviously, is that Deshaun signed an extension the year before, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that, that's a little bit different. He, he gave them full faith. He wanted to stay with the organization. He signed an extension, and then the following year, he demands a trade. That's a little bit different than Harden being in Houston for how long and then well, seeing Harden- the team crumble along, you know, and then deciding, okay, I don't want to be here anymore. 
Well, the difference is Harden did it two years after his extension. Watson did it during after one year. Harden was also integral in the building of the roster that he was then disgruntled with, which really doesn't make a whole lot of sense because he's just mad at himself in the situation. But I agree. It's because they didn't win. Well, yeah, but it, it but it ultimately comes down to the in its most simplest form. It's two superstars under contract that they can't force their way out of anything. The Rockets should have told James Harden, "We're going to sit your fat ass on the bench if you're if you're not going to show up and play." <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, that's what the Rockets should have done, and he would have eventually said, "Either I'm going to play, or I'm going to sit out for a year and a half." And then the Rockets could have reexamined it after the year. They didn't have to trade him. They traded him. <laughs> and if you look at uh, Zach and Brian, think about this, right? The Rockets this year, with all of their disgruntled players that they traded, Russell yeah. Westbrook wanted to be reunited with Scott Brooks in Washington. He was traded there. James Harden came out and said that he wanted to go to Brooklyn. They traded him there. Uh, P.J. Tucker came out and said, trade me to a contender. They trade him to Milwaukee, which is one of the biggest contenders out there. It's not a... You know, it's not a, a coincidence here. The Rockets are trying to gain favor in the league again because of the way they've treated athletes in the NBA under Daryl Morey's regime. And it's sad because it's player first and not organization first. That's the travesty going on, not only in the NBA, but professional sports, is that the athletes are controlling everything, which is not the way this needs to be. That's but mostly the NBA. But mostly the NBA. Mostly the NBA, yes. Zach, do you agree with that? Hey, bro, before, before I answer that question, dude, like, you never mentioned Portland and Denver. That's, that's the series that go either way, either. That's, that's, that's another series. But back to what you're saying, man. Honestly, Deshaun Watson, James Harden, the situations are almost, about similar. Both guys, well, because it just depends. A superstar wants what he wants. The reason why James Harden actually left Houston is because him and Russell Westbrook didn't get to say so inside the coaching or the management. And I guess – which they, should. Ignore, Which yeah, they should. They should. They should. I, I, they should because I mean, definitely James in that. And that I, I think when it comes to James, right? James wanted D'Antoni. He got them. Well, he didn't want D'Antoni. D'Antoni was there. He wanted D'Antoni back. Why would you want D'Antoni back if if if, if you have not won a championship yet? Yeah. Yes, you didn't have Chris Paul, but then if you did have Chris Paul. You couldn't make it work out because both y'all both y'all wanted two different things on, on side on the court. But then you wanted John Lucas to be here, coach. That doesn't. That, that's not. That's, that's not very smart. But, but you know. But you know that's what Dan. T- do you know what Dan Tony, Daryl Morey, and James Harden all have in common by NBA standards? They're all friends, really. They're no. all both. Nope. Yeah. They're they're all losers by NBA oh. standards. They're all losers. <laughs> well, I mean, here, here's what Michael talking I mean, about, man. I, but that's what that's what happens is that a loser mentality wants to be surrounded by a loser mentality. Most yeah, of and the you time. can't. And you can't do that, man. It's like you can't put John Lucas as your head coach. No, he, him and him and Russell Westbrook, they wanted Ty Lue. And I think they and we all wanted Ty Lue. Ty Lue was, the, was, was probably the best pick out of Silas and another coach, right? But the problem was I think Tim and Fatita actually ran James Harden away because they didn't get what they wanted. And I, we all – everybody used to want Ty Lue. Ty Lue was probably the best pick for us. But they didn't want to pay the money, the luxury tax. That's one reason what that tells James Harden is you're not trying to win if you're not trying to get the coach. It means you're not trying to spend the money. And I blame Daryl Morey for letting – James Harden got what he wanted to do start there. Yeah, but he didn't get the right place. He didn't get more shooting. He needs shooting around. Look at Luka well, Johnson. Hold on. Well, hold on. Brian, before you, before you respond to that, he didn't get the players he wanted. I feel like half the damn league has played for Houston at this point. It didn't work with Dwight. Mm-hmm. And then it no. didn't work with Chris, and then it didn't work with Russell, and then we go, we got him basically everything he wanted. I do agree with you that Tillman never went all in on the roster. He went exactly. exactly. He went ninety five percent of the way there. He didn't want to spend the rest of it. And this entire year has all been about uh, salary cutting, which is ridiculous. Like I don't care what's going on in his personal life. Spend the money. You're the owner of my of my one of my teams. I don't give a damn what you want to do. Spend the money. If you don't want to spend the money, then go get somebody that will spend the money. Brian, do exactly. you agree with that? I mean, there's a lot to take in there. Do I agree with what the owner, you know, filling out a payroll to well, no, you know, I mean, field the competitive team or what? I mean, do, do you agree with the fact that 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 Tillman Fertitta 
has not done – did not do enough for James Harden when he was here as a Rocket, and that's why he wanted out. Uh, I mean, I'm biased. I'm biased. I'm a Mavs fan personally, right? Well, then and get I the felt- hell off of the show. What the hell are you doing here? Congrats on the win today. I'm very jealous you guys are there. Oh, no, I'm but stoked. I'm stoked for sure. I'm stoked that's for sure. A, no, I agree. Funny. I agree. You probably had it right. You said you said they filled out about 95% of what he wanted and didn't go all the way in, but was pretty damn close. And they got pretty damn close to winning a championship. I mean, all things considered, they, they went pretty far. It just didn't work out. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Okay, so before you before we wrap up the show, because we've been, we've been going for a while now, uh, where does Dirk rank in your all-time big men in the state of Texas? Oh, dude, that's like specific. Big men in the state of Texas? I don't know about oh, that. Okay. I, I can tell you from the top of my head, he's a top 10 scorer of all time. I'll is give you that. Play- is he a better player than Hakeem Olajuwon? No, he's not. He's not better than Tim Duncan either. Oh, but he's, okay. But he's up okay. there. All right. Brian, this is going to go one of two ways. Either we were going to be family at the end of the show or I was going to kick your ass off my show. But, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we get to be family. Uh, you're a good dude. We appreciate you hopping on the show. Uh, come back anytime, my man. This was fun. No, appreciate the invite, man. Absolutely. Have a good night. You too. All right. Zach, thank you so much for coming on, my man. This was fun. I had a good time. I'm glad you did, bro. Thank you for letting me come on, bro. You're, you are welcome on literally anytime. Uh, this has been SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take podcast. Make sure to check out all of our amazing work over at thedreamshake.com. Make sure to check out The Dream Shake on Facebook at The Dream Shake, on Twitter at Dream Shake SBN. You can follow me on Twitter personally at BSW Podcast underscore MB. Make sure to follow my co-pilot, Mr. Jeremy Brenner, at Jeremy Brenner. Zach, if you want to throw down your Twitter handle and anything else you've got going on that all of our listeners can check out. So uh, I have a Twitter. Uh, it is at Renzo de Don. So R-E-N-Z-O-T-H-D-O-N, Renzo de Don, on Twitter. And you can find my podcast, Apple Podcasts. I haven't been on it in a minute, but I will get back this weekend. It's called Zoe's Podcast on Apple. You can get it on Spotify and Apple. Five minutes, including, including Instagram. Instagram is the same thing. It's Renzo Don ninety four. Come, 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 follow me and check me out. Beautiful. See, easy enough. Uh, by the way, before we wrap up, if the Rockets get the number two pick in the NBA draft, Cade Cunningham goes one. We have number two. Who should the Rockets take? Evan Mobley. Oh my God! I didn't think I could love you anymore. Now, instead of just us being <laughs> cousins at the the family barbecue, we are now brothers at the barbecue. All right, we, we, we're sitting at the same table. You know, we're, we're breaking bread. This See, the perfect ending to the show. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, awesome, man. absolutely. You're welcome back anytime. You guys have a absolutely great rest of your night and a great rest of your week. See you next time. Good luck, bro. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.